0: Hey, everybody. I'm Tim Yuma. You've checked into Employment Notebook here on localjobnetwork.com radio, where we touch on a variety of topics to help you navigate your workplace experiences. Now, often we talk about technical skills or management styles, but for this episode, we're focusing on emotions. And joining us today is Chrissy Civic, career coach, corporate trainer, and founder of Eat Your Career, and she tells us that just maybe the view of emotions at work is changing a bit. Christy, thanks for coming on the show today.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. So happy to be
0: here. Great to have you on, and it's a topic that is interesting, I think, to a lot of individuals, especially the younger generation that seems to come up a lot more. But before we get into the subject itself, tell us just a little bit about what you do exactly over at Eat Your Career.
1: Yeah. Well, as you mentioned, I'm a career coach. I'm also a trainer. So I help uh, teams and individuals to develop what I like to call a nourishing professional life, you know, having a career that really fulfills you at every level. So often we find people who are out there in their careers and they're just so unhappy. It's like they're literally starving, for fulfillment. So I like to help people figure out what a nourishing professional life means to them and then help them create plans and execute plans to actually achieve that.
0: Great. That sounds perfect. I like uh, I like your little your play on words there and how you're utilizing the idea of eating your career nourishment. Uh, I think part of that definitely emotions do come into play when we're talking about somebody being happy or, or anything like that. Traditionally what is the view though of emotions and the I don't know utilization of them in the workplace?
1: Well, I I do think there is a really standard traditional view, and most of us are familiar with it. We're probably taught it from a really early age where we are taught to view emotions as being sort of the opposite of logic. Mm. So we're taught to not trust them. They're not trustworthy types of things because they're not necessarily logical. So they don't have any place in the adult world um, or the real world, you know, the business world, the working world. So we were taught not to use emotions in decision making, for example. And, you know, for me, I learned that and I know that I have had experiences where emotions have been, quote unquote, bad for me Mm -hmm. in the workplace. But I also know that for a long time, I, I knew that didn't feel right. You know, as human beings, we have emotions. They must be there for some reason. We're not robots. right? So it felt wrong to me that we should always have to suppress our emotions as adults, you know, in the working world. And I finally kind of came to this conclusion that I don't necessarily believe that, that it's right to suppress emotions all the time. I think that there's something that is sort of a middle ground, which is more kind of emotional responsibility.
0: Hmm, okay. Yeah. Was there was there something that occurred or anything that really kind of led you to feel this way, just experience? I mean, what sort of nudged you in this direction?
1: I think it was a lot of different things. I think Like I said, for a long time, it just didn't really work for me, this idea of having to suppress emotions. I am a very emotional person by nature. I'm a Leo, so I'm very fiery. (laughs) And I have certainly, as I said, I've walked into situations where emotions have been bad for me in the workplace. So I knew that we didn't want to just let our emotions go go crazy. Like we're a toddler, you know, kids act on their emotions all the time. Mm -hmm. And I knew that as adults, that's not what we were supposed to be doing, but I did believe that there should be some sort of middle ground. And I ended up, I I was listening to an audio book. It was called How We Decide by Jonah Lair. And it was about the decision-making process and the kind of psychological pathways that our brain tends to take to lead us to good decisions or poor decisions. And he brought up a really wonderful point about emotions. And specifically, he was talking about kind of the role of intuition saying that the brain is just such an amazingly powerful and complex tool. And our conscious brain is just a very small portion of what's really happening. So often the brain is taking in information that we are not even consciously aware of. It takes in this information, it processes it, it starts to see patterns, and it is creating its evidence for, you know, the decision-making process. And it translates that into feelings and emotions. And those things are all, those emotions are attached to real tangible evidence, but it's just evidence that is so subtle that our conscious mind isn't even picking up on it. Mm And I read that and I was going, oh my gosh, that's exactly, that is what I believe. That is what I, I think that middle ground is. And I love it that science supports that idea because sure. it, it so resonates for me. So that was really my turning point. And once I started thinking about emotions as being intelligent signals that our brain is not consciously picking up on, but it's picking up on in different ways, sort thinking about it like that. And it really shifted the way that I view how we should be managing emotions in the workplace.
0: Right. Of course, you know, our listeners always like to have some sort of tangible ideas to latch onto. So if we're talking about emotions and helping when it comes to maybe even doing a task or decision making, as you brought up, can you give us any examples where you feel it really does fit or how the role of, as you mentioned, intuition or that gut feeling can help, can be beneficial uh, because as as you talked about, so many times we've been taught it's the exact opposite.
1: Mm-hmm, right. And I think that, like I said, I, I love the term emotional responsibility because that gives you room for recognizing when your emotions are there. So I think that recognizing they're there, getting curious about them, saying, you know, okay, what is this emotion trying to tell me here? Rather mm-hmm. than just acting on the emotion. We don't want to mindlessly act on the emotion. That's irresponsible emotion. But, you know, getting curious Asking what is this trying to tell me, and then making the decision about what part of that emotion might be helpful, what part should actually be kind of managed, managed and pushed aside. You know, for me, I kind of look back at when I was—I I worked in banking at the very beginning of my career, and I did everything from you know running a teller line to opening new accounts and doing loans. And it was really interesting how, after you do it for a little while, you start to gain this incredible intuition mm. about what customers because you always do kind of encounter, unfortunately, fraud and people who are trying to do things that they shouldn't be trying to do. Right? Um, you know, they're trying to cash a, ca- cash a check against an overdrawn account, for example. It's something minor, but you start to gain this intuition that you know who is walking up to your teller line who's trying to do something that they shouldn't be. And so what that is, is it's your brain kind of gathering additional information. Oh, you know, they walked in here, they, they looked a little bit concerned, or they're being overly friendly. Mm-hmm. There's little things like that, that sure. maybe we're not consciously really seeing, but our brain's picking up on it. So I think intuition is especially important around suspicion. Whenever you're feeling the gut feeling that something is off, it's time to stop and listen to what that... Emotion is telling you and look for the hard evidence to support it. You don't necessarily want to act on that suspicion all the time, but it's just a a good indication to pause and say, what do I need to be looking closer at here? So that's kind of the, the, I would say, suspicion kind of falls on the negative end of the emotional spectrum, Mm -hmm. Um, but there's also the positive end of the emotional spectrum with passion and enthusiasm and the feeling of, of joy in your work you know, trying to tap into that is so critical for keeping your motivation and keeping you focused and wanting to go to work. So there, there's a role for all of these emotions and just kind of like tapping into them and understanding them and trying to bring out the positive ones and recognize when the negative ones appear and get curious about
0: them. Right. I love your example of, of the bank and, uh, you know, just learning sort of what types of things happen in this scenario and then getting that feeling, I think that will resonate with a lot of our listeners. How about the, maybe the, I don't wanna say negative side, but the cons to relying on emotions a little too much. We don't wanna make it sound like, to your point, that everything we feel is, is right or accurate or that that's what we should follow. As you said, you shouldn't go crazy with it, but what do you see as maybe being an issue or two that comes up if you do rely on that gut or when it would be a bad idea to rely on that intuition?
1: Yeah, it's the balance because emotions by themselves are not defensible. Hmm. You know, if you make a decision that's 100% based on gut instinct and that decision goes awry and your boss comes back to you and says, "I need you to explain what your thought process was here." <laughs> and you don't have a thought process. Right. You have a gut and that's truly all you had to go on, it's indefensible. Mm-hmm. So what your your gut instincts and your emotions should be doing is simply triggering a deeper thought process so that you can go back and explain why you took the actions that you took. A lot of times what I found in banking was that when I had that gut instinct, and I stopped and was able to investigate a little bit deeper, I could find tangible evidence that backed up why I had that gut instinct every single time. And I certainly did early on in my career fall into situations where I ignored that gut instinct. And, you know, that 2020 hindsight is always a great way to learn. You know, you can go back and say, what did I not see here? Mm -hmm. I had the gut instinct. I didn't act on it. What should I have been looking for? What were some of those signs? And then I also had experiences where I did act solely on gut instinct. And when I had to explain why, it's the worst feeling to, to be stuck in. You know, I don't really have a reason for it. It right. just seemed, you know, the guy seemed nice. He seemed trustworthy. <laughs> Horrible answer. <laughs> so it is a balance. Your emotions should not be the only factor in decision making. They should be a trigger for deeper thought.
0: Do you see certain industries being better acclimated to utilizing emotions maybe it's the people you're working with or the clients or customers you have versus other areas of work that you know you should really stay away maybe it's more fact based or kind of that logical train of thought do you see a separation of it being better in one area than the other
1: I think that every industry there is a role for emotions as long as you are practicing the emotional responsibility type of concept sure but there are certain industries where It's more acceptable, I would think. You know, for example, if you are in any sort of artistic profession, your job is eliciting emotion from your clients, right? If you're a writer, if you're an actor, Mm -hmm. if you are a painter, there is so much involved in the emotional side of it. And that's almost expected in that industry. So there's that kind of, you know, one end of the spectrum. But there's also, if you think about, for example, you know, salespeople, so salespeople Part of the sales process is creating an emotional connection with your client, with your, your buyer and the product, tapping into the pain that your buyer is currently feeling and how your product can help relieve that pain. So understanding emotion and having that level of emotional maturity is critical, I think, for every role. How emotions kind of play into the decision-making process, I think certain industries probably don't want to hear about the role of emotion. Right. They just want to focus on the logical side of it, and they just want to focus on the hard evidence. And that is absolutely fine. I mean, obviously, if you are a, a detective or a police officer and you're trying to suss out who, who committed this murder, your gut instinct is certainly going to play a role, but you've got to have the evidence to back it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a court of law, they don't want to hear about your gut instinct. They want to hear about the evidence that you were able to pinpoint, maybe because that instinct let you there, but it's really the evidence that matters. So I think it, it's all kind of across the board. It is about the evidence you can land on, but instinct will continue to play a role in every every career, I think.
0: Again, I love the, uh, the example you give. I think that that's something people can relate to and understand. And hopefully, uh, you know, they do utilize some of these ideas you talked about here. We are getting low on time, but I did want to give you the floor as we do with uh, most of our guests, just to maybe give our listeners a takeaway from our conversation. What's one thing you would want to say, one aspect you would want to emphasize, talking about emotions in the workplace and, again, how you might be able to use those on the beneficial side.
1: I think the big takeaway is that emotions are there for a reason. Do not simply disregard them and suppress them at any cost. Listen to them, get curious, and ask yourself, what is this trying to tell me? Your brain is a very powerful tool It's giving you some piece of information. So look for that. Don't act on it mindlessly, but just get curious about your emotions and be responsible with how you express them in the workplace.
0: Extremely well put. Thank you for that. And we will have to wrap up this edition of Employment Notebook. And we've been exploring the positive role and impact of emotions in the workplace. Our guest again today has been Chrissy Civic, founder of Eat Your Career. And you can find out all about her at eatyourcareer.com. Chrissy, thanks once again for joining LJN Radio today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course, we also want to hear from you, the listener. If you have any comments or suggestions, go ahead and shoot us an email to Radio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any thoughts related to any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.